later, when you least expect it, there comes a point of no return, a dead end from which there seems no escape, a moment in time, a moment of crisis. Each man, they say, has his breaking point. The point where the mind's hold on sanity finally loosens and madness takes over. For Samuel Withers, it could be said that he held on to his sanity longer than most men would under the circumstances. In fact, the evidence now shows that Sam was in command of his faculties long after everyone who knew him thought he'd lost his mind. For tonight's tale of suspense, we turn the calendar to the year 1861, to the town of Jericho, Utah some 20 miles due west of Nephi, a good three days' journey south of the Great Salt Lake, where silver sold for $3 an ounce and men's lives for even less. In one minute, on Crisis, a story called The Last of Simeon Buell. From the Journal of Hiram Price, born Rose County, Pennsylvania, 1828. Died, Spanish Fork, Utah, 1901. May 3rd, 1860, feeling confined by the growth of Great Salt Lake City with proper houses and burgeoning commerce, I struck out again to seek my fortune from the minerals of the earth, as I felt certain that I would find commercial deposits of silver, silver in the land in the lands below. below Brigham City for many of the newcomers were already hard at work. On my journey, I chanced to meet two other men who, by their looks, were also outfitted for mining. Hello there. Howdy. Howdy. You bound out of Salt Lake City? That's right. Same here. Looks like you might be aiming to do a little prospecting. It looks like you are, too. I am. My name's Elder Hiram Price. Well, glad to meet you. I'm uh, Simeon Buell. This here's Sam Withers. Well... Glad to know you, brethren. <clears throat> uh, we, uh, ain't Mormons. Reckon you are, though. I am. Are you going down this way? Yes. You're looking for silver country? Yes, I am. So are we. Care if I ride along? I don't know. Sam? Well, uh, I don't care. Sam and me, we're partners. Fine. Well, if Sam don't care, then, then I don't. Samuel and Simeon treated me with much suspicion on account of my religious beliefs, but as I kept these to myself, we at last became more friendly. May 18th. After nearly two weeks away from any civilization, we encountered a small settlement of tents and lean-tos on a fresh stream. The signs of quartz and limestone were encouraging. We fell to digging. And in a month's time, although my own efforts hadn't produced any ore... My neighbors fell into luck. Hiram! Neighbors! Hiram, we found it! Look at here! We got silver, see? <laughs> silver? <laughs> yeah, see that? Look, we busted right into a vein. Must go dang near straight down. No telling how much is right under our feet. Oh, I'm, I'm happy as can be for you, Sam. Simeon. Bye, Ned. This calls for a little celebration. Word about the strike spread up through Cedar Valley and clear up to Salt Lake City. 
New towns sprang up as miners opened claims and struck ore. There was Silver City, Dividend, Mammoth, and Ophir. And down below us, Oak City and Minersville. Sam and Simeon's claim was the biggest around. So the town took the name of their mine, Jericho. And the town grew. Jericho Mine hadn't struck as rich a deposit as the boys had hoped, but it made them prosperous enough to keep working deeper and farther, pushing their mine shaft north back under the outskirts of the town. Meanwhile, Jericho was growing. It soon boasted a hotel, two horse dealers, a blacksmith shop, a small church meeting house, and three saloons. Another round here, boys? Oh, well, all except you, Elder, of course. Something I can do for you? I was wondering if the stage came through today, Mr. Barton. My claim's out near the Jericho, and Sam and Simeon asked me to pick up some stuff they were expecting. I'll take it back up to them. Oh, yeah. A couple of packages, now that you mentioned it. I got them over here behind the bar. Come on. Now, let's see. The big one and the small one. Yeah, sick. Thanks. Yes, sure I couldn't pour you a little sarsaparilla? No, thanks. Uh, good night. Say hello to Sam and Simeon for me. Tell them they're always welcome. It was a September evening, just past twilight. There was hardly any lantern light at my back as I walked back down toward my little diggings, planning to stop off first at the boy's shack over to Jericho. We're looking up at the stars, I guess, not watching where I was stepping, when I must have caught my heel in a rabbit hole, and down I went. Spilling the two packages out of my arms. And they broke open. I fished around, trying to tie the packages up again. My fingers there in the dark told me what it was I was carrying. Their shapes are unmistakable, even when you can't see them. One of the men, I don't know which, had ordered a harmonica. And the other had ordered a gun. <laughs> up the gun and the harmonica as well as I could and delivered them. Turned out, Simeon was the one who wanted the harmonica. Sam took the gun without saying anything about it at all. But that night, the night I brought them their packages from the stage line, that was the start of the trouble between the two of them. Don't you know any other tune besides that one? Oh, I'll learn me a new one one of these days. We got lots of time. Put that thing down, will you, and finish your dinner. I am finished. You ready to go back to work? I ain't finished yet. No, Simeon. Seems to me you, uh, you've been letting down here lately. Oh? Is that so? Yep. Now, what do you mean by that? Well... Ever since we we really been getting high percentage stuff out of the Jericho, you you kind of lost interest. Seems like me. Well, that's interesting. Don't I work the same hours as you do? Well, maybe so, but don't seem like you're picking out as much rock as I do. Well, maybe you're stronger than I am, or maybe you turn lazy. What do you want to do, Sam? Split up? I've been thinking about it. You know, maybe mining ain't for you. Or 
Maybe you'd like it all, right? Look, I got ambition. I'd like to push this this mine clean under the town, old town. We could take out thousands, thousands of dollars worth of silver in a year if we just worked at it. What's your hurry? We got all the time in the world. Well, maybe you have. Look, I'm a sight older than you. I want it fast. Come on, Simeon, come on. Let's, let's get back to work now. I said, come on. It got known around town that Sam Withers had taken to wearing a gun. Not many other men did. Withers said it was protection to keep plane jumpers away from Jericho. It worried me some because Sam had fired the thing one night, mistaken me at my claim for some stranger. Came over and muttered that he was sorry. But the next morning, he was up early as usual, and there was no sign of Buell. Buell? He's down the mine. How far in are you now? Oh, reckon about 3,900 some odd feet. Slanting down 40 degrees. Taking out much ore? Well, we found us some good pockets, yeah. You? Mm, nothing much to brag over. Well, I'd best get to work. Being their next-door neighbor, so to speak, I couldn't help but notice how much less ore was coming up out of the Jericho mine. For a week or more, I'd hear Sam Swithers hollering down the shaft to his partner. The ore cart would come up after a while, the old mule hardly sweating. And the rumor started that the Jericho had petered out. But I still didn't see Simeon Buell. No one else did either. October 2nd. It's been two weeks since anyone in Jericho has seen Simeon Buell, and the talk in Barton's saloon has turned ugly. A boy in the camp was sent to fetch me, and I reluctantly made my way again into the drinking parlor. Oh, here's Price. Well, Elder, I know you're not home in the saloon, but some of the boys have been talking uh, about Buell. What do you what do you think's become of him? Um, I don't know. Well, your claim's the nearest one to the Jericho. Have you seen him? Not in two weeks. Uh, you see, some of them have got to thinking. Maybe Sam Withers ought to be made to tell what, he, what he's done with his partner. What he's done with him? Well, have you been down the Jericho shaft? No, they don't care much for visitors. I say they don't. You know, they're afraid of what we'd find, I'd say. Now, some of us feel Withers ought to be made to produce... Simeon Buell. Yeah, that's right. Uh, how you figure to do that? Well, we, we figure you're the man to do it. Me? Sure. You know him better than any of us do. Oh, it's a job for the territorial oh, marshal. Mark Collar. Marshal's way up at Salt Lake. Yeah. We want to find out if we got a murderer in this town and find out now. That's right. That's right. Now? You mean tonight? I mean tonight. Now, are you, are you coming with us, Price? Yes. In the lantern line... I could see the glint of steel in their hands. We just got to the first pile of mine tailings from my claim and had the Jericho in sight when suddenly the night lit up like a blood-red sunrise. And where the entrance of the Jericho had been was nothing but a cloud of falling rocks and dirt. The Jericho had been blown up. The mine was sealed with a hundred ton of rock. We found Sam with us behind the shack, stunned from the explosion. They grabbed him and marched him back to Barton's saloon. 
And after a deep draft of whiskey, Sam began to talk. All right, let, let go of me. Get your filthy hands off me, kid. All of you, all right. All right, now. Tell us why you blew up the mine, Sam. Yeah, It's my mine, and I can do anything I want with it. What do you, what do you mean, yours? What about your good old partner, Sam? He didn't own it no more, and not for two weeks I bought him out. Oh, yeah, That's what I said, I bought him out. Well, can you prove it? Now, why should I? I think you'll need to prove it if there's a little murder trial. A murder? Now, who's talking about murder? What the whole town is. We think Buell's down in the mine. We think that's why you blew it up. Well, now, you're just crazy. Buell took what I paid him for his share and left town. That's yeah, funny. Nobody saw him go. What are y'all standing around jabbering for? If you ain't got a body, you ain't got a corpus delecti. Now, now, what's that all about? Well, he's right. You can't convict anyone for murder unless you can find a body. You need evidence. Is that so? Well, we've got evidence. Everybody in town knew Sam bought a gun. Now, why did he buy the gun? For protection. Yeah. We knew the mine was petering out. Now, that is a lie. So why would you buy out Buell's share of a worthless claim? The answer is you wouldn't. But you might kill him for his half. All right, now, listen, listen, listen here. Listen to me. Now, now, when Simeon and the Mormon and me first come into this town, none of you was even here. There was maybe a half a dozen tents, just ground scratchers. And I worked like a devil to prove out the Jericho. And, and what we took out of that mine built this town, built this saloon here. And you, you, you baboons have just been itching to get your hands on some real money, haven't you? And none of you made it like I did. Well, I got what I got by working for, you hear me? Yes, sir, and now I'm going to enjoy it. I'm entitled to it, and I'm going to enjoy it. And there ain't a damn thing any of you can do to stop me. You can think anything you want to. It don't matter to me. It never did. He's right. You ain't got a corpus delicti. None of us ever thought he'd stay in Jericho, but he did. That very night, he walked over to the hotel, took a room, bought himself a bath, stayed shut up in the hotel for four days. Had all his meals brought to his room. By the end of November, the town of Jericho had begun to thin out. Weather turned cold. None of the mines were doing very well. Folks stayed indoors as much as they could. I was busy closing up my mine trying to rig a good iron bar across the entrance door when the kid from the hotel came roaming up, told me Mr. Withers wanted to see me in his room. I had never been in the hotel before. Had wallpaper on the walls braided rug on the hallway floor. Sam's room was in the rear end of the ground floor, room number two. Sam, it's me, Hiram Price. Hello, Price. Come on in. My gosh, you look bad. Are you sick, Sam? I don't know whether I am or not. Well, there's a doctor over at Nephi. No, I, I don't want to see him. Well, then, why did you want to see me about Sam? Price, I, I want you to stay with me. Stay with you? You mean here in the hotel? I mean right here in this room. Uh, what for, Sam? Uh, just because I want you to. I, I want company. Doesn't anybody come to see you? No, I, I don't want no one to come see me. But you want me to live here with you? Oh, come on now, Sam. Hey, look, I'll pay for the whole thing. Meals, everything. Just for the winter. Sam, you look like you're scared of something. Is that it? No, no. Is that what they're saying? Who? Damn. Nobody's saying anything about you anymore. 
surprise you. Now, you tell me the truth now. Do you hear anything? Do I hear anything? You mean gossip around town? No, no. I mean right here. In this room. No. You're lying. Get out of here. Get out. Sam. Out. December brought stinging cold winds off Utah Lake, and nobody moved out on the main street of Jericho. The town, what there was left of it that winter, was huddled indoors trying to get warm and filled with superstition about the way Sam Withers had gone crazy. I tried to visit him when I could. The last time I saw him was on about the coldest night in the year, just after Christmas. Who's there? It's Hiram Price. Who who is it? Hiram Price. Uh, Hiram. Come in, come in. You're an angel with wings. Oh, angels don't have wings, Sam. They look just like you and me. I died anything you say. Hiram, you're an elder in your church, ain't you? That's right. Uh, Can you, what they call, exorcise ghosts? What? Ghosts. Can, can you get rid of them? Well, I don't rightly know. I never tried. You see, he, he never does it when, when they bring my food. I, I come in to clean the room. Only when I'm alone. Only when I'm alone. You see, he knows. Who? Who are you talking about, Sam? Well, why, what, Buell. Simeon Buell. Buell? You mean Simeon is... Haunting you? Shh, quiet. There, there, there. No. 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 I thought it had started again. You know, but he won't do it again until I'm alone. Won't do what? Well, oh, please, harmonica. Sam? Every night. Every day for weeks and weeks and weeks. I, I keep hearing him. You hear Simeon Buell playing his harmonica? Yes, all the time. But I thought Simeon was a long way from here. That's what you told everyone. Look, and you listen to me. Simeon Buell is haunting me, trying to drive me insane, trying to make me go running out of here and confess to killing him, but I won't do it. Sam, Sam, as your friend, if you have anything to confess, you better confess it, not to me, not to any other man, then, but to God. Confess. That's what he'd like me to do, isn't it? Confess. Then, then they wouldn't need a copper to like I would tell you. Get out! Get out! You do it! You do it! Get out! Out! That was the last time I ever cast eyes on Samuel Withers. For it was less than 20 minutes later that the ground of Jericho began to tremble like an earthquake. Lanterns and stovepipes began to crash around us, and across the snowy street, the Jericho Hotel began to sink and lurch drunkenly. By the time the rumble and roar had ended and we fought our way through the dust and ruins of the building, we saw what had happened. Where Sam Withers' room had been, there was a huge black hole in the earth. The floor of the room, his bed, the dresser, chair, and commode had all tumbled into the depths of the earth out of sight. The miners knew right away what had happened, of course. Jericho was honeycombed with mine shafts. There'd been an earthquake. 
One of the shafts caved in just below the hotel room, took Sam and everything with it. The only thing left, in fact, was shining down in the black hole. Someone jumped down, thinking it was Sam. But it was only an old, rusty harmonica. One final entry in the journal of Hiram Price. For years following the cave-in under the Jericho Hotel, residents swore that on quiet nights, you could hear the sound of digging somewhere down beneath the street so long after the mines had been closed up. Digging and the wheeze of a harmonica. Hiram Price was played by Merrill Mayle, Douglas Young was Samuel Withers, Mark Wayne played Simeon Buell and the Old Man, and Don George was Barton. The Last of Simeon Buell was written and directed by yours truly, Jim French, for Crisis. Crisis is distributed by the Nostalgia Broadcasting Corporation, Post Office Box 10914, St. Petersburg, Florida.